<sighs> wasabi, 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 wasabi. What's up, motherfuckers? It's me, Angie. What am I doing? Not what I want to be doing. But that's naughty, and I have nobody to do it with. TV. Yes, always naughty, always Angie. Actually, I was studying my spell writing and writing in my book of shadows. But y'all don't know about that. Y'all don't want to know about that, I'm sure. Now I'm thinking about setting up this crap computer I've had to build. Because somebody stole mine. Because, fuck you, Angie, that's why. Fuck you, Angie, that's why. Uh, this is my old, oh, fuck me hard. Fuck me real hard. I haven't even cleaned up since the robbery. But whatevs. It is what it is. You can't change the past, so you gotta live in the moment. Live in the moment. Don't fucking... Fine wine about things that you cannot change, right? My motherfuckers. That's right. Now, let's see. Uh-huh. That's what I'm talking about, you know? My motherfuckers. No one's probably going to join because it's too late. But that's okay. I like to travel the roads traveled by. Do you know what I mean? Probably not, unless you're like me. What am I like? No, I don't even know that much. Funny you should ask. Funny you should ask. I'm sorry, I hope somebody will call in. Um, I'm kind of just preoccupied. I'm not looking at the app right now, but I'm blithering on and on. I will look again in a moment. It's just uh, I'm desperately searching for parts. So I can put together this computer because mine got stolen, you see, my friends. And I would like another, well, this one's never going to be as good as the one I had. I just don't have enough parts for it, you know? I don't, and it's all with like this is and that's and odds and ends, you know? So I've found all this, some of it I've binned. Some of it I've had left over from my phone sex computer. I didn't have any memory for it, so it's not going to have much memory, which means it probably won't run Windows 11, perhaps. I don't know a whole lot about computer building. I'm going to find by the seat of my pants, learning as I go, teaching myself. I've pretty much taught myself everything I know. You know, I find the information myself and I learn. I've been on my own a long time and even when I was at home with my parents, all they taught me was fear. Hmm. Hi. Well, that was rude. Yes, we all know I'm not good enough for that motherfucker, huh? Whatever, Carthink, Carthunk, Kerplunk. Yeah. 
He just don't, I just don't give no fucks then. Open it. And there you go. Feelings motherfucking mutual. I'll remember that, my fucking friend. I'll remember that. Where's my other fucking cord? Oh, here it is. It's all G in the he. Motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. Okay, this goes here. Come hither, slither. Yes, I'm going to maybe put on some music here in a minute, too. Ah, some mood music. What the hell? Of course, of course. Mother truckers in a half of course. What the fucking Heimer, man? Yeah, nobody ever comes to my fucking shows. So eat a dick and shit, motherfuckers. You kind of insult me. But that's okay. I don't want to play. I'm taking my ball and going home. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay. Now, why isn't this working? Come on and work there. You gotta work, bitch. Of course it wouldn't work. Because why would anything I want to work, work, right, bitches? Oh, of course. Of course. Well, I'm pretty sure that, what, is this box not strong enough or something? Oh, maybe I, it might help if I plugged it the motherfuck in. What do you say? What do you say? Probably. Oh, I wish somebody would come talk to me, but you guys are all haters. Angie haters, apparently. It's okay, I understand. Everybody's got to be an Angie hater sometimes. Like, it's the story of my life, you know? You know, bro? I ain't no average hoe, yo. <laughs> ain't no average hoe, yo. Ain't no average hoe, yo. This is what I call a really late motherfucking supper. Ew. Okay. Let me move that over. I'm letting my cigarette burn the fuck right away. Motherfucker. Okay, so I'm going to prepare to write in my book of shadows. <laughs> really, my friend, a book of shadows is simply yeah, a witch's journal, really. Nothing fancy schmancy, you know? No faith or gadding. Oh, look, somebody came in here. Hi, Greg. How are you doing? Come up to the caller queue. I'm lonely. Very lonely. And if you can't do that, at least give me a thumbs up so I know you can hear me. Because if you can't hear me, 
I might as well get the fuck out of here. Can you hear me, my friend? Okay, good. That's nice. I'm glad. I really like to be heard. Otherwise, what's the point of podcasting, right? So if you'd like to come up to the callers, I wouldn't mind having you. Um, I am just doing my thing. I was about to write in my book of shadows. I've just invited you. Okay, well, it's whatever you want, really. I'm a bit of an insomniac, and I'm having some difficulties, so I find it hard to sleep when I'm stressed. Right now, I'm writing in my book of shadows, which is a witch's word for journal. The other day, I almost cut my finger off with a machete, and while I was in the hospital getting it sewn back on, (laughs) somebody robbed my house. Kind of live in a bad area of town, and there are a lot of near dwells around here, and well, they carted my door, broke in, and stole my graphic design computer that I needed for school, which is very unfortunate because I barely make enough money to survive, and I don't know how I'll get another one in time for January, but yeah, it kind of sucks, man. But there's no sense in, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing I can do. It's already done. I can't change it. All I can do is move on, accept it, and live for today, right? I'm trying to figure out a way to figure it out, but so far, I'm not sure, but I'm just trying not to dwell in the negative, you know, because I've done too much of that in my life. Oh, you only want to talk about Russia's war on Ukraine? No, for sure, man. I don't mind talking about that. It's just not something I know a whole lot about. All I know is I hate war. I hate death. I hate the slaughter of innocents. And I just hate violence altogether, right? And I think there are always better ways of figuring shit out. And it makes me really sad. And um, I don't understand things like that. You know what I mean? But if you would like to come up to the caller queue, I would love to talk about the war on Ukraine. If you could do me a favor and explain to me Well, I I have questions. Okay, one of my questions is, what is going on over there? Um, I've heard many different people talk about it. Some people, well, most people think it's all Russia's fault. All Russia's fault. Russia is a big bad wolf and they're blowing Ukraine's house in because they're evil. But I tend to not believe that. I tend to believe there are always two people to every conflict. Takes two to tango. It can't be all anybody's fault. And that's where war happens, I think. It happens when two people, instead of coming to a solution to the problem, point fingers and blame each other, and it becomes a blame game instead of a let's get this dealt with game. But what do I know? Probably nothing. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>
but it can't all be anybody's fault. That's all I, I know. Um, but I don't have enough information to make a educated uh, theory or, you know, anything myself. I just wish people wouldn't kill each other because human life is valuable. And I just love everybody. And I don't want to see people get hurt. So I don't know. I'm a hippie, I guess. I just think that if we all loved a little more, hated a little less, gave more than took, you know? And if we could all just be the change we wanted to see in the world, that perhaps the world might be a better place. But yeah, if you want to come up to the callers and tell me more, I would be more than happy to listen about why it is all Russia's fault, in your opinion. And if you can't talk right now, just shove a link in the chat um, on something you might think that would be beneficial for me to read in the long run. Because this is something that I would like to know more about, I guess. Although, all I am saying is give peace a chance. <laughs> no, I know I'm a dork. I try not to be, but it's hard not to be when you're me. Because a dork I am now. I don't know. I know that people want land or something, I heard, you know, like Russia thinks that Ukraine is on their land or something and they want them to leave and stuff. Um, I think, essentially, that's what I got, but I might be wrong. And from the other people, other people say that Ukraine has a bunch of Nazis or something there, and Russia is just trying to get rid of them because they're trying to get rid of some of the people that live there or something, essentially. I don't know. I don't know. I don't watch TV, hey? So, I don't know. Hi, Samir. How are you today? I guess it's pretty early. I guess it is today. Um, today, the topic is pretty much whatever. I have insomnia. Woohoo. And I've had a lot go on in my life lately. So I find it really hard to sleep because I'm constantly worrying, worrying, worrying. Um, Greg would like to talk about the war in Ukraine. In his opinion, it's all Russia's fault. In my opinion, it takes two to tango. So it can't be all one, one side's fault. It's got to be, you know, both sides have something to do with it. And I myself am all for peace and love, but I guess that's not uh, practical, I suppose. Um, and I was just about to write in my Book of Shadows uh, 
which is a fancy word for a witch's journal. Um, and to do my daily things that I do. Um, and you are more than welcome to bring up any topic you like. I would definitely like to not hear my own voice rambling on, like, because I kind of think my voice is annoying. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. So feel free. We can talk about whatever you like. Perhaps I'll even give a tarot reading or, I don't know, whatever, whatever. Truth or dare? Ask for a story? Hi there, Samir. How are you? Hello. I was going to ask, where are you from? Like California or where? I'm from Canada. Canada. Okay. I've uh, yeah. been to Canada once. Uh, it's uh, America Junior. That's the only way I can describe yeah, it. They're like America's little brother or something, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, for, oh, okay, okay. So, like, for tarot, do you do it for fun, do you, or do you actually believe it? Um, my opinion on the tarot is don't base your life decisions on a card reading. However, I think that if somebody is confused or they just need some guidance, it's a good tool to use because it might give you some creative looks into a situation that you might not have thought of yourself. All right. So you say, like, take it with a pinch of salt. Okay. I mean, I yeah, think... you use it as a tool to gain wisdom you might not have known yourself, but don't base your life on it. Just use it as like a tool, creative solution, problem solving. But yeah, I wouldn't base my life on a decision from a company. Right. So actually, I was going to say, you know, like my favorite, uh, do you know the show uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Believe it or not, I do not watch TV. I haven't in years. Uh, okay, well, it's uh, it's an anime, but like uh, it's like I'll probably uh, it. so, yeah. Probably it's, uh, it. I think the, the third season. Yeah. Uh, so like part three, all the uh, all the characters are based on tarot cards. So like there's like Star of Platinum, uh, the world, and so it's just it's it's just a, like a little interesting tidbit. There's oh like, my god, that's so cool. Okay, just yeah. wait. I'm gonna get a pen because I just have to see this now. Yeah, that so, sounds absolutely awesome. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what's it called? JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is probably one of my favorite. Like, I don't know. It's one of the. Uh, it's one of the most surreal sort of shows you'll ever watch. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Can I find it online? It, yeah, you should be able to quite easily. Okay, cool. I can't wait. That sounds right up my alley. Yeah, and so what makes it really fun is like, um, if you can imagine, it's like a reimagining of American culture through a Japanese lens, and then they created oh, a new kind of yeah, culture. Cool. Right? Actually, so like, I was studying on anime a little bit, just because my daughter, she absolutely loves it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I thought was really intriguing about it was them kind of yeah. looking at our culture and their take on it yeah. was really interesting. I, say, like, so for like I thought that adventure, was really There's cool. actually quite um like like uh, so in part four, like actually if you look at all the characters, right? for example, 
they all are like based on like American like uh, bands, musicians, uh, these sorts of things. So, for example, like in um, like part four, there like uh, the main character he has an ability. It's called uh, crazy. Uh, it's called Crazy Diamond, right? And it's from the uh, the uh, Pink Floyd song "Shine On You Crazy Diamond." Yeah, yeah. So, um. So, like, all the characters' names or, like, their abilities are named after, like, say, for example, some, you know, like, some music thing. So, like, uh, the main villain in part one, his name is uh, Dio Brando, right, from Marlon Brando and the band Dio, right? Um, yeah, and so, like, and then, like, I think, like, uh, the three main villains in part two, uh, they're from uh, different uh, hair metal bands from, oh, the, cool. uh, from, from the 80s, like ACDC. Well, actually, one's from um, Australia, but... Yeah, ACDC, another one, uh, for example, is uh, Cars, and the third one is, like, Whamu. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's just, yeah, so, like, it, you know, like, I think if you're, like, uh, yeah, if you watch it, you'll just be like, oh, wow, like, oh, cool. uh, it's, it's a ridiculous well, show, that's the only way I can describe it. Yeah. I'm going to check this show out. Yeah, and, and actually, it was I funny have a call in. I, I hope you show Moscow, up so actually. I can so give I you my take Russia. on it. Right, and it's actually really interesting. It sounds so like I, something like, that would last be really weekend, cool. I went to a uh, to a bar that was themed on JoJo's, so they had like all of the uh, like you know, um, okay, like the walls were actually based on like um, what you call it, like the uh, what. So like all the uh, the murals, the uh, the design was based on like JoJo's. Uh, they also like serve Japanese food, but it, it, it was it was a, it was a, it was a nice place. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I lived there. That's actually so. It's like yeah. middle of the afternoon for me. Yeah, that's cool. So you live in Russia right now? Oh dear. You should be going to bed. Okay, it is for me. It's uh, three in the morning, three thirty in the morning. Right. I was gonna say. Um, I know. I mean, like, I, sounds I like you might be uh, drinking a bit too much coffee. I haven't. When I'm stressed, and I am super stressed, so I end up thinking, well, uh, and then I, I just mean, can't sleep, and then I end up looking at well, the clock, yeah, going, oh, say, "Oh my gosh, uh, so I'm not sleeping," and then I panic. So. Instead of doing that, I just go with it. <laughs> um, it's something like that. Something like that. I uh, self-medicate uh, times of stress, definitely. Definitely. Oh, dear, I, just... I actually almost got my finger cut off with a machete, <laughs> and then say, like, my house okay, got so robbed like, while I was in the hospital. They like stole the my graphic design or... computer, so I live in a really bad area of town. Just okay. lost my boyfriend of five yeah, years. it's like one uh, province because over, uh, so if I'm not mistaken, it's British and Columbia, Alberta, and Saskatchewan, right? It's just like a bad right? string of luck for me. <laughs> uh, Um, I'm living in Saskatchewan, so kind of like the middle of Canada. Yeah, because I was like the one time I was in Canada, I was in uh, Toronto in that area, the Windsor area. Um, 
Yes. Yeah, yes. Just, I have my, and my I'm originally like, I from Alberta, there, so. but I lived in uh, BC for a lot I mean, of my it, life. It was fine. I mean, I hitchhiked I, all around. It's a bit pricey. Canada, That's the only actually, thing I, I just kind of have younger, to say about so. Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. And that's because I, lots of taxes because we get all the benefits, mm -hmm. like, uh, I guess, uh, I mean, hey, if I didn't have health care, that yeah, was pretty actually, much you know, free. I, I will say got one thing. I'll just kind of give you so my perspective. Because uh, I, actually, my right? mom, um, my parents live out in, like, middle of nowhere, Kansas. Else, but, right? And so... It's, um, I don't know. Canada's so actually, you know, right, I used to I think guess. like, oh, Saskatchewan's you know, when I was younger, I was like, okay, I want to live in a big city and these sorts <laughs> like, of things. Now I'm like, I don't know, now I live in Moscow. Moscow is like quite a big city. It's, you know, there's a lot of stuff to do, but there's actually quite, there's something to be said about like, just like when you live somewhere and there's nothing to do and there's no one to bother you, Ooh. there's no one to like give you any grief and that sort of stuff. It's, it's pretty nice. Yeah. 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 See, I, I'm a little bit of a hippie. I guess you you could say I like to pick sage and dry it and dry flowers and collect herbs and stuff like that. So it's kind of nice for that. And I am a bit of a, I, I do great. Like people love me. I have a great personality. I do well if I have to in social situations but i also yeah, need a no, lot can, of alone time yeah. to like recharge and stuff because i'm quite empathic <laughs> like it can be exhausting to be around people sometimes because i yeah i feel enough. too much so <laughs> no what i was gonna say though sense. yeah for i don't know like like i guess canada and these sorts of things like so yeah, yeah I sometimes I, mean, I feel yeah, like I said, too much and then I don't know what Canada, feelings it was, it was are okay. actually like, mine and what feelings uh, you know. I'm picking up uh, from But then again, like, I, like, truth be told, I really don't like that much the lifestyle in America. Because, um, like, you know, like, I, don't, I hate driving. It's like the first thing I really don't like driving. And so, like, any place where you have to, like, where you're stuck in a car is just not really a place I'm going to like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 See, I don't drive. I don't drive at all. I've never got my license. I've hitchhiked when I've had to go places, but I really don't like driving either. Right. I would much rather travel by other well, means. Actually, you know what? I, I think you know, you might not believe it, but it's you unnecessary to, to have all these actually, vehicles. You know, like, uh, uh, like everywhere. Times I'm walking around they not Moscow only pollute the air, horse, but they pollute you know, like the beauty. Uh, I think. Been like a couple of times of when world, I went to the grocery store, all the roads and there's a and horse the sitting outside the grocery store, stuff like that. You know, I'd much rather ride a horse. <laughs>
Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so awesome. I've always actually wanted to go to Russia. I have a guy that is from Russia I met in Calgary and we got to be very close. He's a banker now, <laughs> but he and his family were very, very interesting people. Very kind, actually, but kind of serious. Yeah. They all worked hard and yeah. they were very devoted friends. Like they'd give the shirt off their back if, for me because I was their friend. Um, and they had it, they kind of had it a little rough, rougher. They knew how to do without, you know. Yeah, I can, yeah, they I can knew imagine. How to, uh, what they I was knew what say, to appreciate. Is like, yeah, like what's happening they nowadays, just, you know, like with all this stuff, like, you know, and you have he used all this to swear in Russian. Russian but, you know, <laughs> when he was driving, you know, like, he would uh, swear at other drivers yeah, in Russian and listen to Russian music. Yeah, and I, I loved say, some I've of the Russian music. I've lived in Malta, Cyprus, even though I couldn't understand it all. US. UK, you know what you learn? People are people everywhere. There's nice people. There's assholes everywhere. So, you know. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. That is true. I've learned that on a smaller scale. Um, I used to, well, I grew up in the street, very poor. I was out of the house really early with, uh, well, in a, in a bad, bad, I've had a lot of what some would consider a bad life. But what I learned is all walks of life from the very poor to the very rich, to the, from the police to the criminals, they're good and they're bad. They're good cops, bad cops. They're well, good yeah, street exactly. people, bad so, street yeah, people. Good is, drug dealers, you know, bad drug dealers. Stuff, it's just, I don't criminals know. with morals, criminals with none. Um, like, they're but, just you know, different uh, people. Unfortunately, it's uh, but not all. Actually, like, they're not all that moved out of Canada good. recently. You can't like and stigmatize I think, I know, one certain I have a feeling, population. Um, I get the feeling she might be coming back uh, to Russia pretty soon. But uh, we'll see because, like, because like it's one of those things like I think when yeah. you know you hear about like I'll tell you like it's kind of interesting because for example a lot of people have left Moscow and then they're complaining about the places they moved to there's nothing to do there's nothing to do and then the question becomes like so then why did you leave right if you're gonna start complaining about it and so and it's funny because you're gonna I have a feeling you're gonna start you know uh, so like for my you know this uh, this person that moved out to Canada I get the feeling in like some point in the future she'll probably move back uh, to Russia. Right. Because, you know, like her family's here, you know, like this sort of stuff. Yeah. But. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that's true. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is she's already, you know, so she moved to like Abu Dhabi at one point and then, you know, like apparently, yeah. you know, she had been there for a bit. Well, you know what? The funny so, thing is, um, so, you don't know what you, know, you got till it's gone. She seems to always end up back in Moscow, but and you know, but she loves. Uh, maybe she needed it like so to, she could know, appreciate you know, where she was from uh, a little more, right? Thing, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. That does make total sense. I get you there. I, uh, I kind of am what people would consider a witch, for lack of a, that's right. the popular term. No, I mean, and what exactly been, like, do you mean by a doing witch? Doing that like, since, oh, God, I mean, like, longer I'm just than I can like remember. A Monty sketch, uh, you know. Um, and or, now it's kind of a cool uh, thing. <laughs> kind of a fad. <laughs> everybody's doing and i always say man i was doing that before it was cool yeah <laughs> yeah uh, no i'm not quite like a monty pipe i just i believe that we as human beings in this modern world have forgotten or because we don't need them because of all of the technology and how good we have it certain um senses we've forgotten i think everybody has the ability to be psychic if you will i think everybody has the ability to manifest things or to use energies mm -hmm. around them to draw things to them or push things away from them. I just think that there's a lot people don't understand. I I believe I have astral projected, lucid dreaming, things like that of that mm -hmm. nature. I think that we as human Fair beings enough. only use like what yeah. is it, thirty percent of our brains? Right. And no, actually, I so just like right strive now, apparently to there's a partial eclipse in, uh, in be Moscow. more in touch with so those senses that people have forgot right now, and more in tune with the universe uh, the around me because I think everything's <laughs> connected. No, so, so I'm waiting, and they're saying it's around like one o'clock. That is going to happen. Some people so, would call eh. it, it being. And then, a like hippie. later today, I have to go <laughs> and do like um, some paperwork. Uh, I have to do, redo my registration. So yeah, that's uh, some tedious, oh. uh, you know paperwork that has to be done but you know better to be legally no. here than illegally here <laughs> no it isn't because i don't want to be spending any time in jail mm, well i mean my guess would be not fun like that's the only way oh, i would describe fun. it yeah I mean, actually, like, the thing I would say is, I don't know, I, out of all the places, I guess, like, uh, I'd still right? say, like, the worst place to be in prison would be in No America. kidding. I wonder what jail in Russia would be like. Yeah, but yeah, can't, jail I mean, like, isn't the US, fun anywhere, not, like, but it would probably uh, like, be a little less fun there. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Canada, Canadian jail is not very fun either. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I was in I was in jail here yeah, in so Canada. Um, no, but it's right, a little actually, better than know, the U.S. Uh, so like, all right, maybe there, uh, more, I think Canada, like half like, their population me, like, the is in jail. Over there. Ever made is, do you know the show Trailer Park like, Boys? And then they. Uh, 
they they're uh, like not that, public my, they're like, private ties so like, um, private companies like the, can uh, own a jail and Ricky. get free workers basically yeah so like you know i, I kind of get this imagine you know i get this feeling like all right like you know if you ever end up in canadian jail it's just going to be like uh just like you know like the first episode yes. of like trailer park yeah. boys and, or something like I that, know that. Oh yeah, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, because like I don't know, because like you know, it was funny because I remember watching that show and I used like the first time I ever watched it, I hated it. I was like, "What the hell is this thing?" But my friend said, "No, no, it's the funniest show you'll ever watch." Well, yeah. So I was like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> Let me actually grip my teeth and just watch it again. Actually, it isn't right? a lot. So then, it I don't know. Is I think it was like, like episode that. three, no, episode two and a half or like three when I started catching on to like what, how, like how brilliant that show is. And then, like, I think, like, um, like to this day, I still use a lot of the phrases from that show. Like, you know, love messing up the language like Ricky does, like, you know, through denial and error, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, it's command, uh, supply and command, you know, like this is how the economy works. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I remember that that was in the first season, but in the second and uh, after that, they actually built like a. a yeah, that is park. a really good show. I actually got to meet Bubbles in real yeah, life, I, but. Well, yeah, no, because they, I don't actual think they place. To, like, you know, that's like, an actual they were place. Firing off guns and all that's this an other actual stuff. trailer park really where real people get, like, live, you know, where they do the show, like so. harass the people. Which. Yeah, so, I, I mean, but, yeah, that oh, show is yeah, just brilliant. Yeah. Like, I think, like, uh, Which I don't is know. too bad. Like, because, like, I think the original Canadian version of the show is much better than the, uh, the you know, like, when they rebooted it. Like, because I think, like, the Netflix version, it's it's, yeah. it's okay. Like, it's not bad, but well, it's not, like, it doesn't have yeah, the same we don't sort like of, like, harassing uh, people and, like, heart and soul that, the, uh, that the, the original Canadian version had. Um, it's okay. Like I said, it's, it's like, it's, it had some really funny moments, Yeah. but like on the whole, it's just like, it's a, it's a tier below, like the, um, the original Canadian version. Yeah. yeah. And like, I don't know, like the, like I have the, never the, seen the, the Netflix best, like, version. One of the best, uh, episodes is, uh, like the final episode of the, uh, the Canadian version, like, uh, you know, like when like Ricky is like I'm in the middle of the river, right? He's being chased by like uh, Jim Leahy on one side and the uh, Canadian um, border patrol. Uh, oh, sorry, not border patrol, many. like the forest guards, right? And then on the other side is like the. Hmm? Yeah, the, not the mounted police. It was actually like uh, the forest. Uh, they were like um, like forest service because like uh, they were in the middle of a forest. Right. And, you know, they're dealing with like, uh, like some beavers or whatever, like ruining like, uh, the dams of the beavers. The right. Police. And so like, uh, you know, Ricky's trying to negotiate between like the, the FBI, the, the DEA, police. uh, the Canadian police and, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, what was his name? Uh, Jim Leahy and Randy. Right. And it was yeah. just like, uh, it was just like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, who's in control here? I'm in control here. Me. <laughs> I, 
Uh, and that was just, I don't know, like, I just love that show. It's just, it's brilliant. But like, you know, I'll, I'll just tell you, like, uh, for example, like my wife, she, like, I tried making her watch that show. She's like, you know, like, why am I watching a show about drug dealers yeah. and idiots? And I'm just like, because it's funny. <laughs> like, there's not really much more than that. Um, no, but actually, like, uh, I remember, like, uh, when I was in Malta, right? You know, like, it was, it was a really hilarious thing. Yeah. Like, um, like, you know, like, there's a lot of, like, life lessons in, um, in that show, right? And I remember, like, there was a really funny moment. So, like, me and my friend, we had gone out the night before, right? And we had been drinking <laughs> and, you know, like, smoking up and all of that. We were partying quite hard, right? And, like, he ended up making out with this girl. And then, like, as, uh, as he was leaving with her, ended up vomiting right in the car or something like that. Something, like, really awful. And then he was like, yeah, can you just drop, yeah, can you just drop me off home? And so, like, I, may, I meet up with him the next day, right? And, um, you know, we were, watching, uh, we were watching Trailer Park Boys, right? And there's, like, there's a scene with, like, Officer Green. And, um, you know, I think he's discussing with uh, one of the other officers. It's like, and, you know, he's like, oh, you made out with Lucy's. And he's like, I was drunk and high. It doesn't count. Oh, my God. And I was just like, uh, and I was just telling my friend, like, you know, you were drunk and high. It doesn't count. <laughs> and it's just life lessons, you know? No, but it's oh dear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I've had a lot of that doesn't count moments. <laughs> yeah, like I think I had a whole relationship like that once. <sighs> Sadly. Yeah, I've been, well, I've been mostly sober for four and a half years now. Every now and then I have a little bit of a relapse, but it doesn't stick. Um, but I'm, I'm learning. Mm -hmm. I'm getting better. I'm learning how to properly deal with my issues so I'm not turning to getting fucked up. <laughs> but I used to be addicted. Well, not addicted. See, I don't like to say addicted. I used to self-medicate with crystal meth. And that was for a lot of years. Um, but I got sober, totally off of it for four, four years. Yeah, I mean, we, bit, I don't know. Like, my personal opinion, doesn't count. I did have a little count, bit of what like, they call a relapse. That's, that's my personal opinion. Um, then I got, I, I only did it for a couple days and then I yeah, or it's quit just, doing it, it's it again. It's a state of being. Um, so, for the most part, I'm sober. I like, I like my weed. <laughs> yeah. I always say it's not a drug, it's a family tradition. Yeah. And I do the occasional mushroom trip. I like to do mushrooms once a year. I call it the Great Reset. And uh, it's almost like a ritual kind of thing. I do it once a year. And uh, I've always had a good trip. I think about a lot of things. But I'm also an advocate to microdosing. 
You don't get high when you microdose, though. Um, they're doing a lot of studies on how it helps with PTSD, depression, and things like that. Um, I used to get mushrooms, and they're dried and put them in gel caps and take, like, two gel caps a day instead of antidepressants. And it worked really well for my PTSD and my anxiety and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What I was going to say, though, I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, I look at like American society and like American life. It's just like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, it's like, I don't know. It's a crazy show. Like, and you know, it was weird yeah. because like, for example, like, you know, like in Russia, like in India, like, I don't know. It, now that I think about it, it's like, you know, how, like, you know, I wish Americans kind of understood like how ridiculous their lives are. If really compared to like other people's lives, you know, it's just like it's it's a bit insane in comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, and they are very um. They think they're something. They think they're like. They come off to me as being very kind of ego driven. They think their way is the only way, and. Fuck. Yeah, some Americans really bother me with their attitude. <laughs> right. Actually, so my wife, uh, I'll tell you, there was a really funny moment. Like, she was telling me she was, like, traveling in Italy, right? And um, so there was this American, uh, like, American, like a few American tourists. Uh, they were in Italy. Now, if you can imagine. Mm-hmm. They're like, and you know, like, so uh, they were ordering pizza. And then they were complaining that the pizza isn't, like, American style. And it's not real pizza. Oh my, yeah, see, that's totally American, yep. It's like, what right. makes American pizza the real pizza? Well, because of the American flag, you know, we can just stick a flag in it and call it a day. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I, mean, I think, uh, like, uh, go ahead. No, I, I think that's like, I mean, like I used to joke around because like, uh, you know, like whenever I was in like, uh, like a lot of other places, I would make jokes based on the fact that I'm American. Right. But it was always like, yeah, you know, your culture, your things don't matter because I'm American and my culture is superior. And it was, it was always like ironic. Right. And then people would say like, but, you know, I was like, you know, you know, who has more nuclear weapons? Right. You know, we get to sh- we get to say ours is better because we'll bomb you to oblivion if, if you think otherwise. And that was kind yeah, of like the, I know. Part of the joke. They're like bullies. They're yeah. kind of like big bullies. Yep, exactly. And and actually, this uh, you know, it's interesting because like, um, you know, like actually, well, what I would say is, you know, for what's happening nowadays, like with um, with like the situation between like uh, NATO and the uh, and Russia, like actually, we're yeah. finally seeing like you know the bully getting pushed back. And it's like you know. Because like in like they went to like Libya, they went to Syria, they went to Iraq, Afghanistan, and they they went and destroyed these countries. So like I was in um I was in Iraq in 2018, and mm-hmm. you know you go there and you see like the damage that's done, and you have to imagine like okay, so Baghdad is one of the like oldest cities on the planet. Um, it, we're talking yeah. about one of the like uh, birthplaces of civilization, right? We're yeah. talking about one of the most like um like one of the most historic cities and and nowadays you yeah. know, no one would think to go there to like you know to study or to like travel to visit but like and, and why is that it, it's amazing because you have to think like this is like you know we think about like mesopotamia right uh the ancient empires yeah. like sumer and um 
you know, and uh, Babylon. That's in Iraq, yeah. right? And what are, what is Iraq now? Like, there's cities that are completely irradiated. I think like uh, wow. Fallujah is one of these cities, right? So if you know, if you go and try to live there, you're gonna get a, you know, you're gonna get cancer, right? And oh so, wow! Like, so so America went from you know like they like if you can imagine, America is like a country like what maybe 300 years old maximum, 400 yeah. if you're really stretching it, and they went to a to a place which is over 5,000, 6,000 years old and bombed it back into oblivion. And you're just thinking yeah. like, okay, a country with no history went to a country with a lot of history and just said, yeah, your history doesn't matter anymore. And it's like, what? Like, huh? <laughs> well, if you look at the culture in America, look how they treat their elderly. Yeah. Stick like, them in, um, stick them oh, just so one they're second. treating other countries much like they treat their own elderly folks. Yeah, and actually, it's interesting because you know, like uh, I was listening to some, uh, one of these, uh, you know, an, uh, like let's say, like I wouldn't say like journalists or whatever, but like uh, there was a guy, uh, one of these analysts, and he says, like mm-hmm. you know, uh, you should see, you know, if, if uh, you know, people are treating you know others in uh, other countries in one way, what makes you think they're not going to treat the same people the same way in uh, their own country, right? And you know, you can look at like what Americans do to like black folks and other people in their own within their own borders. Right, how they you know destroy their yeah. lives, and it's just like it's the same thing overseas as it is at you know at home. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, I agree with you there. Uh, see, Canada isn't exactly like the states. I don't think in certain ways. Um, at least here, we kind of. We try to have respect for everybody. Um, sadly, though, I've noticed it's becoming more and more like America every day. Yeah. Yeah, and I, that, think, I don't know. I mean, no, sorry, go ahead. That's, that's because people are so, they're so apathetic. They don't care and they don't see what's going on around them. I don't know if it's because they don't think they can affect change or if they're really just mindless zombies that'll do whatever they're told. Like, I really wish people would stand up and fight more for their rights before they're all gone. Well, well yeah, you'd hope so. But, you know, actually, it's kind of interesting. It's, um, you know, like I'll, I'll kind of tell you, like, uh, what's kind of really peculiar is... Um, there's a guy who's been talking about these sorts of issues, and like uh, his name is Vladimir Putin, right? And yeah. uh, what's hilarious is if you listen to some of his speeches, he really criticizes a lot of these uh, Western elites, a lot of the people in power in America, right? Yeah. And it's kind of it's kind of interesting that you know one of the people you never hear speak on um, on you know Western TV is, uh, yeah. is Vladimir Putin. You know they okay, love to yeah, yeah, you don't. Him. You're right. Yeah, right. they love misquoting him, and they like saying like he's some evil madman. But if like, you know, because I live in Russia, so like I actually hear a lot of his speeches, and like, I, you know, mind you, like my Russian isn't necessarily the best, but you know, I, you know, you can get translations and you know subtitles and these sorts of things. But you know, and you listen yeah. to what he has to say about the West, right? Uh, what he likes about American culture and these sorts of things, and you know, you can actually learn quite a lot from. Um, for example, like what he has to say about the West, and it's really interesting because he he identifies a lot of the problems in the West that Americans should be dealing with, but 
Uh, they never present any of his speeches because, like, let's say a lot of his speeches, they go from, like, 15 minutes to 45 minutes to an hour and a half. So, you know, you have to actually listen and, you know, actually focus for quite a bit. But yeah, he ends up saying some very interesting things. And you'd be surprised by what he actually has to say. You see, that's one thing I don't like is how um, they aren't showing both sides of the story in this war. They're only showing us what they want us to believe. And I hate not getting all the information because how am I supposed to make an educated decision or theory on anything if they aren't giving me all the information? Well, that makes me feel like they're trying to brainwash me. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's an obvious reason. If if you understood who uh, the West was funding, and who they were giving weapons to and like the stuff that was going on you'd you'd very you'd very clearly be able to identify like oh which one is doing like you know like evil shit and the other, which one's like actually like making a legitimate claim and these sorts of things so uh, well there's example, this one youtube channel and um there's this one uh he's an independent journalist and mm-hmm. he's actually right in the middle of the war in ukraine and he's he's pretty cool um he's showing shit how it is and what is his name christ i can't remember uh, is it a, a american guy yeah it's an american guy or yeah, yeah I, think, I think he's american or australian Pat- maybe uh maybe patrick lancaster yes yeah patrick that's the one yeah i watch a, a lot of his uh his little YouTube videos just because he seems to be more real than and genuine than the mainstream media. Yeah, no, he's a, he's interesting. He's an interesting fellow. Um, you know, there's a, there's some people that complain about him, but like not for, um, not for like his reporting, but like for other reasons, because I think they have like some personal problems with him, but um, yeah, what I would say, there's another guy, like, um, well, actually, there's, uh, actually, I'll tell you, because you're Canadian, there's a person, uh, Eva K. Bartlett, if you want to, like, how do you it, spell you know, that, like, so I can write it down here, yeah, just one second, Eva, Scott or Daniel, you've both got invites to come to the speakers, if you'd like to come join the conversation, please just accept, and unmute, and have a chat. More than welcome. Talk about this topic. Bring up whatever you want to talk about today. Feel free. This is a a place where you can speak about what you want. Non, no judgments here for me. Eva K. Bartlett. K. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So you can look at what she has to say. She was also like in Syria as well. So, like, you know, like a lot of these people, they end up in like, I don't know, like different war zones, but I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, let's say, yeah, like, I don't know, like I've, I've seen some of the places that are, you know, like the Americans and the Canadians, like, I guess like, uh, the Americans have been and you just kind of see what they've done and you're just like, okay, how is this a good thing? But yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, like I was telling, um, I can't remember his name, but he was in before you. Uh, he said, it's all Russia's fault. And I was like, well, that's kind of impossible, really, for it to be all somebody's fault. It takes two 
to have a disagreement. So right there, um, I can tell that people have been brainwashed if they're so quick to say it's all Russia's fault. Um, Because it can't be. That's impossible. Conflicts take more than one person. So, yeah, exactly. And what I was going to say is, like, actually, when you start looking at, like, uh, let's say some of the things that have gone on, it's like what actually I really find peculiar about a lot of the stuff is, like, you know, suddenly, like, everyone, you know, and their mothers, like, uh, for example, in America and Canada, it's like they've now all become really, like, Ukrainian and Russian experts. And it's like, okay, like, look at them. If I showed you a picture of Kazakhstan and I showed you a picture of uh, Ukraine, would most people be able to figure out which one's which? My answer, my guess is no. Nope. They probably wouldn't. Right. And you know what? I'm going to be honest and say neither would I. I wouldn't. Right. At all. Yeah. But I don't don't say I'm an expert on the people there either because that would be ridiculous. I don't know what it's like to be them or live there or any of it. So I would be pretty, uh, that would be pretty presumptuous of me. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, exactly. And so like, that's, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. So I don't know. I mean, you have a lot of people, you know, they're, they're all coming out of like, you know, like, uh, whatever gutters and things like that. And like what they're trying to basically do, and this, this is kind of like the sad part. If you're an American, uh, if you're Canadian, I, I don't know if it's so much as uh, Canadian, but if you're European, for example, uh, yeah. European or American, they're literally swindling you of all your money, uh, ripping you off. You know, they're disconnect. Oh, in Europe, they're disconnecting you from what is your living standard. So, for example, oh, yeah. most Europeans, they're, they're living like they were living in these relative comfort. Uh, and then I'm hearing basically stories of people like their their energy bills are going straight through the roof. Oh, and yeah. It's like, okay. And, you know, and, and here's the funny part is for the first, like, I think four months of the war, Russia was still supplying all of the... Um, the gas and everything uh, until they decided to put more sanctions. And then they said, Oh, we're going to do a price cap. Okay. Last time I checked, if I went into Walmart and I said, okay, you know, I'm going to go and buy uh, $300 worth of stuff, but I'm going to tell you, I'm only going to give you a hundred dollars. What do you think Walmart's going to do? <laughs> they're going to raise their prices. Well, no, they're not going to let me buy anything. They're just going to say, you're going to either pay $300 or we're going to put you in jail for stealing. Oh, yeah. Or you're going to have to learn how to steal. <laughs> yeah. No, so, that's that's pretty much it. They are, uh, and there are starving people and homeless people in our very own country that they're yeah. not taken care of, but they're more than willing to give another country all this money to kill each other. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing. So it's like, okay, so we can talk about, for example, uh, you know, I was reading somewhere, um, $30 billion worldwide and you could end, uh, world hunger and yeah. it's not even like that much, 30 billion. And I think one of the aid packages from, um, from the U S to Ukraine was 50 billion. And oh my so God. like the money, so money is there, right? Uh, last yeah. time I checked, uh, you know, American roads are falling apart. We have the, like, yeah. and I'll tell you, like, okay, so, like, outside of, like, a few airports in America, I hate most American airports. But if I go to, like, say, for example, Japan, when I was in the Japanese airport, when you're in, like, even, like, Mumbai, like, Mumbai airport is much nicer than any American airport. Uh, oh, wow. Same thing with, like, say, say for example, um, 
what other places would I like that I've been to that I can say the airport? Yeah, uh, Dubai's airport's much nicer. So, you know, you, you know, you go to like JFK. JFK is a shithole, right? And you're just thinking, yeah. okay, we have all this money. Hi, Greg. Why can't they fix up the airport? Hmm? Right. Well, because they're giving so much money to other countries to destroy them. Right. And so there's nothing yeah, left. So there's lots of, yeah. There's so there's lots of problems in America. Right. Bro, uh, roads are falling apart. Bridges are collapsing. I mean, there was a like, there people was a are starving. Bro- yeah, exactly. You people have can't get help here. Yeah. Why can't you fix those problems? But yet you can, you know, magically print money for what? more war yeah and like and it's actually like the funniest part about all of this is so you know like there's this myth about like american weapons being like all this you know really great and really good except like they go to like ukraine and then they're basically only uh the only thing they're basically effective for is committing terrorism and that's it because they they can't actually militarily defeat you know the uh the what you call the russians and that's actually what's been more or less being proved and like when you look at, say, for example, like uh, America's, you know, track record in Afghanistan, the Americans got their asses kicked by a bunch of people without any sort of like, you know, electronic warfare capability uh, or heavy artillery. They couldn't defeat the Afghanis. So the question Hi, then Greg. becomes, OK. Hi there. Greg is really hey. into talking about um, the war in Ukraine. Just so you know, Samir. Yep. Um, Greg Samir is living in Russia right now. So. Well, that's not a surprise. And you know my stance on things. I. Exactly. Well, my stance on things is I can't know because I don't have enough information. I just hate war and death and killing. And so I'm kind of, you know. And I don't believe that there can be fault placed because it takes two people to have a fight. So it can't be all Russia's fault. Um, It doesn't. I don't know. I don't agree with that. You know, it's the fault of Um, society as a whole. It's like saying uh, that the rape victim is as guilty as the rapist. Well, see, from somebody who is raped, I can tell you this. And it was a horrible, horrible thing. Um, it was videotaped, showed to everybody I know. Like, it was it was bad. It was violent. But I don't like being a victim. So I know it wasn't my fault that that happened. But I don't like to be a victim. So I do look at it as what could I have done to prevent that from happening. But as you say, it wasn't your fault. Mm. It wasn't my fault, but I shouldn't have went out to a place with dangerous people that I didn't know. I shouldn't have got so intoxicated. I shouldn't have. There are a lot of shouldn't haves and a lot of things I could have done to protect myself. Um, Ultimately, though, it's the it's the rapist's fault, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's how I that's how I view Russia's mass murder and rape of Ukraine. Yeah. Um, see, so let me ask you, Greg, where are you from? I'm from all over, actually. Mm, yeah. Where exactly? 
Because I've seen you in a lot of these other places, so just tell me, like, just give me a country. What's the What's the point of your question? No, no, because I'm asking. Because, like, what's your skin in the game? Because, like, I mean, no, that's the point. That's the point. I don't think you need to have skin in the game to see the moral imperative. Okay, let me ask you: Are you American by any chance? Why? Because this is an important question. Because why? Well, let me ask you: Do you believe in the concept of democracy? Of course. Okay, so are you American? Why? Once again, it's a, it's a question. It's a simple question. Are you Why? American or not? Where are you going because with this? It does, because I'm from Canada and he's living in Russia and it just I think the moral imperative and the moral Because let me ask you, what do you this? think of what happened in Iraq in 2003? What yeah, happened in I, Libya in 2011? What I'll happened tell you, in Syria I'll tell in 2014? You I'll tell you some here. I think if you didn't Oil, learn from that, if you didn't learn from, for example, the U.S. invasion of Iraq, that war of that kind is immoral and terrible and should never happen, and instead all you learned was USA bad, therefore anyone against USA is good, you've wasted 20 years of your intellectual life. Uh once but again, wasn't that war all about oil? Well, yeah, it was about yeah. some grand geopolitical thing called the Project for the New American Century. But what I'm asking, though, Greg, is, okay, for example, um, do you know more about what happened in Ukraine? Because I'm here, I know quite a bit of the story. I know people from Lugansk. I know people from Donetsk. What about you? Yes, I do. I know Ukrainians. I know Russians. Right. And, I live in, and I live in Central Europe, and I'm not going to say how many Russians do you know. The point is clear. You took the lesson from the U.S. invasion of Iraq that USA bad, therefore... Not Russia USA good. bad. Like, I actually have been no. to some of the places that America has bombed, and it's a different story. Whereas so I can tell I. you where so exactly. I. All over, actually. But where the point is all is, over? Once again, is, where you want to over? bring in every other conflict in the world, which is all no, part because of the we're context. Have to talk yes, about yes. Some, like some hey, let me finish reality. a sentence. Let me finish. A no, sentence no, no, because I've heard your here. arguments before. Yeah, and so like, you what can't. Once again, there you go. Again, you let me can't, ask you: Do you, you know? Can't do you argue know how? This. No, you can't argue this. You won't even. No, I can argue this because there's actually a way to argue. You are what? Aren't you a communist? Hey, it's hard to argue when. He's being very open about where he is, what his stance is, where he's, and you won't even answer any of it. You say it's nobody's business. It is what it is. No, that's so, not what I said. I said nobody is going to want to question. The moral question of this is clear, no matter if you live in Mongolia. Okay, do you believe Nazism? Is good? Let me ask you a simple question. Do you believe Nazism is a perfectly okay uh, philosophy? I have worked hard against Nazism my whole life. Okay, then why do you support Ukraine? I'm very concerned with Russian Nazism. There is no Russian neo-Nazism. For example, the Wagner Group, which is now standing all over. My good friend. That's why we have to stand against neo-Nazism. Yeah, you know the the biggest. Okay, okay. so let me ask you: in 2016, the rampant neo-Nazism that is coddled by the Kremlin. Once again, you have no understanding of Russian history. I, I sent uh, you an invite. Yeah. 
So, like, let me ask you, like, actually, simply actually, put, let me ask you a put, simply say, thing. No, no, okay. In 2016, in 2016, AMG. there was a UN vote uh, to denigrate uh, and to basically demonize AMG. Nazism. There was two countries, only two countries that voted against this resolution. You know which two countries there were? The U.S. and Ukraine. Now, you All ask, you're doing is repeating no, 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 this is a reality. Excuse. You can go look up this Putin's UN vote. Excuse. Putin's excuse for his mass murder oh in Ukraine God. is denazifying Ukraine. It's a bullshit lie, and you're just repeating it. That's all you're doing. Okay. And really, hey, I guys. didn't. I came on here. This Angela is my good friend Donaheim. He is okay. now a speaker and a moderator. I want you to. I just Indeed, want to introduce him. Hello. Talk to you, he actually. Hey, just, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Okay. Hey, Greg. Uh, go ahead, Hannah. Angie, stay on the right side. Good for you. I'm and good luck with everything, okay? Oh, Angie, I just came here to talk to you briefly. Oh, no, go ahead. You, I, I like what you have to say. I like listening to both sides of the story, like and I, just, like, I, I, I like I it. You guys, it. go ahead. Just make sure you show each other respect just, and lead from a place of love. I really think that um, it's a clear moral choice, and I know that um, in our day-to-day -day lives when we have a lot of things going on, and maybe you've had a lot of bad luck lately, and I hope things go better for you, um, that um, it's Thank obviously you. not... I appreciate to, that. It's obviously not like at the top of your list of concerns right now, but... Um, um, it's really I just am a very peaceful person. My morals, I don't know about morals. I know everybody's morals and values are different depending on how our lives have been. But I'm just one that hates killing no matter who's being killed. I hate war because I want to love more than hate, give more than take, and be the change I want to see in the world. And I think we should all live that way. And I agree with you. And that's why... Um, that's why the massive amount of people, including the anti-war movement, is on Ukraine's side. And because they understand that there was one side, I take no sides. causing this war, you know, I'm on well, the side one of side, There's one Once side again, causing this war. Let me ask you, war, do you know about what happened in 2014? So, uh, do you know who Poroshenko uh, was? Could you tell me what happened? Luck. I'm very interested, okay, Samir. So, no, in it's going to be a bunch of bullshit, Angie. No, no, because it's a proven fact. Okay, I don't know what's bullshit. But well, silencing, silencing people is wrong. That, basically okay. everything Samir is about to tell you is bullshit. Okay, so let me ask you, Angie. Do you know who there's a character named Victoria Newland? Do you know who this is? I don't watch TV. Okay, so Victoria <laughs> Newland is the Undersecretary uh, under uh, under of State of the U.S. Uh, so basically in 2013, there was these protests that were going on in Ukraine that were called Euromaidan. In 2014, okay. basically arming uh, like virulent Nazis, uh, basically they were able to take what was a peaceful protest and turn it into a violent coup. So they overthrew this guy named uh, Viktor Yanukovych. And uh, so Viktor Yanukovych was the president, democratically elected president of Ukraine. Oh, a game! Then, hmm? Sorry, go ahead. Keep, keep talking, sorry. So they overthrew this guy in 2014. Right. And in particular, the people that were used to overthrow him were some uh, were basically neo-Nazis. And I mean, like old school Nazis, like real Nazis. So you can look up. There's a there's a picture of uh, John McCain um, with a guy named I think. Uh, what's his name? Uh, let me find it. Um, oh, let me find his name. Belitsky. 
who's uh, who's an actual Nazi, right? Uh, so, like, and I'll just kind of point out something. These guys are going to say, "Oh, it's not true." Okay, there's a picture going around, for example, of there's a guy named Zeluzhny, who's the commander in chief of the Ukrainians, right? And he's been identified with a swastika, like a swastika bracelet. It's out in the open. They don't give a shit. Uh, there's also, um, I don't know if you know anything of like Nazi iconography. There's something called the Totenkopf, right? And so this is uh, the Death's Head. And it's, um, it's a quite an iconic um, piece of like Nazi iconography. And so uh, Zelensky's bodyguard has been identified with this not once, not twice, a lot of times. And so these are the people that Zelensky keeps in his company. Uh, these are the people that are inside the government. They're in the part of the military. And so you ask, the question is, is though we were talking about this 2016 UN uh, resolution uh, condemning Nazism. There was only two countries that didn't condemn it, and it was the US and Ukraine. And people talk about Nazis and these sorts of things. So these idiots probably, and I'm just going to be a bit you know, blunt here, because they have, a, they have some skin in the game because they're being probably paid, and this is the only way I can really describe it. Um, so in, in Russia, when the Nazis came, 27 million Russians died. And so the idea that you're going to have Nazis inside the government of Russia is just preposterous. When every family, you talk to any Russian and you ask them about, you know, what happened in World War II, they will tell you their grandmother, their grandfathers were affected. So, for example, um, like, uh, so like I can just give you a little bit of like a little bit of context. So Vladimir Putin's older brother died in the siege of Stalin, uh, sorry, uh, the siege of Leningrad. This is verifiable fact. Uh, his father was also fighting in the Red Army. So do you think this guy is now going to turn around and be like, oh, yeah, let's, uh, let's you know, have some neo-Nazis in our government? And, I mean, you can just see it on face value. This is just preposterous. Can I ask Sammy a um, question? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Hi. Uh, Angie, this is an awesome show. Uh, this, is, this is great to see you having this show. And I was just about to do a show, and I'm so happy to come on your show and talk. Um, thank you. So, uh, Samir, just just some questions because you went over a lot of stuff there and uh, accusing like Ukraine of Nazism. Um, can I just ask you a couple of questions? So, yeah. do you think that there could have been a better solution to the situation than invading um, Ukraine? Well, there was there was a solution, and here's the thing: it's something it's something called the Normandy format. So we had um, basically you had France and Germany guaranteeing something called the Minsk Agreements. So in 2014, uh, Ukraine started a civil war. Uh, against uh, the like, what we call the Donetsk and uh, Lugansk republics. So basically, uh, the people of Donetsk and Lugansk, they saw exactly what was transpiring in Kiev, and they said, okay, you overthrew the, uh, the democratically elected government that we voted for. We do not recognize this new government. So instead of actually letting them uh, rule us, we're not allowing you to. So they broke away, right? And so... Uh, there was a war that was fought in 2014, 2015, and uh, there was some. And then since then, it's been a long protracted battle for the uh, like long protracted war for the last eight years in uh, eastern Ukraine in the Donbas. Now, um, geographically, when you look at Ukraine, there's like there's quite a big divide. So if you talk about western Ukraine, there's uh, there's like in the city of Lvov, which is historically Polish. There's um, you know, say for example, when you look at that area. Uh, that is like historically Polish. Uh, there's parts in the south which are like historically Hungarian, but primarily in the east is historically Russian. So, for example, Crimea is a Russian uh, Russian peninsula, 
but uh, because of like some quirks of history, uh, and this is like Nikita Khrushchev in the 50s, uh, because of like some administrative uh, thing, uh, Crimea was gifted to Ukraine, but it was always been an autonomous area. But uh, in 2015, and I think 20, yeah, 2014 and 2015, they had something in, a, in place called the Minsk Agreement. So during the buildup, the prelude to the war in like uh, December 2021, all the way up until January and then February, uh, Putin was trying to get Ukraine to adhere to the Minsk Agreement, and it was trying to get Germany and France to then step up to the plate and actually enforce the Minsk Agreement. But then we can go and listen to what uh, Petro Poroshenko said. And this is quite recently. This was kind of like in the summer, I believe. So he said, uh, basically, the Minsk agreements were never meant to be adhered to. They were just there to buy us time till we can build up our armies and then go destroy the, uh, the Russians. Uh, and I mean, like in this particular case, the Donbass area. Wait, oh, OK. So um, a lot of that, there's a lot of stuff there I don't understand. But would you say yeah. then that all these countries that are involved in protecting Ukraine are, are just ignorant of this fact? And no, Russia... they're the I wouldn't say that they're ignorant of it, but they're the ones that put people into power. And then when you actually look at the world stage, right, most of the countries are actually on the side of Russia. So if you look at Africa, you look at South America, you look at uh, you look at Asia, they're either they're always like when you see the UN votes, they're always abstaining or uh, they're saying, yeah, we don't care. So if you can just look at, like, say, for example, India, China and then uh, Brazil, and I believe like Saudi Arabia, and like, this is like quite a lot of the world's population, just like- Well, this is you know, abstaining though, that's not on the side no, of- No, no, but here's the thing, is in a UN vote, if you're abstaining, you're effectively disagreeing with what's being voted on. Well, no, you're abstaining, so you don't want to vote either side. Yeah, but when you actually look at what's transpiring behind the scene, if you see what's, so like the UN vote is like the public face, but when you see what's going on behind the scene, you see all of the organizations that these uh, countries are involved in. Uh, so, for example, uh, with India and China and Russia, there's something called the BRICS, um, so, uh, which is Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. So if you look at like this economic arrangement, that tells you one story. Then you look at another thing called the SCO, the Shanghai Cooperation Organization. Um, this is another. These are all like the most important thing to note about these organizations is they're outside of U.S. influence. So these are all like non-U.S. Uh, or, you know, like, like non-U.S.-led organizations. And these are what's actually starting to drive the, um, let's say, the new, like the new direction of the world's economy. So like, for example, Iran, Turkey, and Saudi Arabia are now, uh, so Iran and Turkey, sorry, Iran and Saudi Arabia are trying to join uh, BRICS. Uh, Turkey is an observer men, a nation of the SCO. Iran just joined the SCO. And um, uh, Saudi Arabia is trying to join. Hmm? Can I jump in? Can I, is that okay? Yeah. It, so what happened was, and I just want to make things simple. It does seem very simple. A, a country was invaded, yes? We can't deny yeah. that. Yes. And thousands, thousands of people since have been killed. Um, yeah. Now you're saying all those countries support Russia. Um, but there are countries that are supporting Ukraine both uh, militarily and then financially, then, of course, to buy weapons. Um, yep. So the invasion of a country is what happened. Now, do you agree that was a just invasion of a country? What I would say is this, is that um, given like, OK, so what I would kind of point out is this. No, it's not a simple is, answer. I know. I'm sorry. It's not a simple answer. Yeah. But, and so what I would kind of point out is unlike the invasion of a country. 
you know, what I would kind of point out is unlike the invasion of Iraq or Libya or, um, or like Afghanistan, like, okay, ex Afghanistan is kind of the exception out of this one. Uh, like, let's say uh, Libya, uh, Yugoslavia, Syria, and um, uh, Iraq. These were all done like fallacious pretenses. The thing is, is this, is what I would kind of point out is Russia was trying to solve this diplomatically. And then when basically in, I think it was uh, February 21st, there was supposed to be a meeting between uh, Anthony Blinken and Sergei Lavrov. Uh, Anthony Blinken being the Secretary of State of the U.S. and Sergei Lavrov being the, for, uh, minister, uh, the you know, the uh, Ministry of, uh, sorry, the Primary Foreign Affairs Minister of, US, uh, of uh, Russia. They were supposed to meet on February 21st. And at, on that day, uh, Blinken canceled the meeting with Sergei Lavrov. So you tell me who's basically canceling the diplomatic option. Right. Um, hmm. <laughs> so, so, so you did say so there was this a is vote. What I'm getting... I, the, apparently there was, so you, you did say there was a vote. And apparently 141 nations called for an immediate end to Russia's military intervention in Ukraine. 34 abstained. Right. And I can't say who agreed with the, um, so what country would you say agree with yeah, the invasion yeah. of Ukraine? And then no, how, how What I would say is this, is that. You can summarize. Please let Hannah no, Heim no, finish. Please let Hannah Heim finish. No, no, what I'm going to say is this, is that in, in terms of like, okay, I'll just kind of give you like the position of India. India wants a peace settlement with Russia and Ukraine. But at the same time, they're not breaking off diplomatic relations with uh, Russia. And they, and like, you know, the question was, who's supporting Russia's invasion of Ukraine? Mm, well, here's what I would kind of say is if you're not condemning it by letting it like. So, for example, like, have you ever heard of like a tacit partner? Right. Oh, no, I'm asking specifically which countries are supporting the invasion of Ukraine. So North Korea, Cuba, Syria, uh, Iran, and I believe um, I think there's one other. I can't remember, but it's like it's an now, African country. Now, would you say that these countries are a good example of how to treat people um, in well, regards to maybe happiness, human rights, their stance? And would you just would you say what that? What I would say is this: is if is uh, if you're going to use that criterion, is America the leader at this? And I would say no. So um, I would say, well, well, depends. America's. I'd, I'd love to go and live in America. Would you rather live in Iran or America? Uh, I would America. Rather, if you're, if you're asking me, I've lived in America. Um, I've never been to Iran, so I can't tell you Iran. But I can tell you if I'd rather live in Russia or America, the answer is simple. I'd rather live in Russia. Could I, could I just yeah. say I would much rather live in America than Iran because that's not a very good place for ladies, I hear. Yeah, or, or Cuba or, um, or maybe Russia. <laughs> no, I, I hear Cuba in... has good health care system. Yeah, they have one of the, like, they have the best doctors in the world, Cuba. The best doctors in the world are in Cuba. Yeah, no, no, hands down. This is like I'm telling you, I'm a, I'm a doctor, so I, I actually kind of know this material. Okay. Right. So no, no, I'm, I'm just telling you. It depends on what you mean by like where you would rather live. And in terms of like, okay, we talk about like um, political freedoms, right? Uh, I'll just kind of tell you, like in Russia, you have a lot more political freedoms than you know uh, than you could imagine, actually. Really. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm telling you, I've lived in America, I'm living in Russia, I can say whatever the hell I want, do whatever the hell in, I want in, in Russia. Russia. You can yeah, say and no one gives a shit. the hell you want in Russia as a reporter. 
and not as a reporter, but as a as a person, yeah, I'm free to do whatever I want. And actually, for the most part, for see, the my friends from Russia. Just to interrupt, my friends that they left Russia because they said it was horrible, and that they weren't allowed to speak against the government, and that families were trained to tell on each other, and whole families would disappear, and all sorts of stuff like that. Well, let me ask: When when did uh, your friends from Russia leave? Is the question. Oh, uh, like, like his parents are elderly, but they, they explained it as a horrible, horrible place. Like, right. no, horrible. no, no, like, I will say, like, there are different periods in Russian history. So, like, say, for example, if you talk about the 90s in Russia, yeah, it was a hellhole. Everyone will agree on that. If you're talking about the late 80s, late 70s of Russia, that's also like, like when the Soviet Union is starting to collapse. And yeah, these yeah. are terrible periods. But, um, if you ask them, if, you know, you ask most Russians nowadays, you know, if they're in Russia, yeah, there's, you know, there's a lot of freedoms. You know, it's like, it's one of those things. People living in Russia now will say, will describe a situation much different than, let's say, in the 90s. And, the, you know, that's to be expected. So, for example, you ask Americans Well, it sure about, would be nice to have a whole bunch of Russians, just regular Russian people and a whole bunch of regular Ukrainian people on a show just to talk. Yeah. So. I could know from their view what it was like without all the politics and baloney, you know, getting yeah, in the way. I mean, yeah, once again, it's, it's, yeah, it's complicated. But what I would point out is there, there are like um, some caveats when it comes to a lot of these things. But when it comes to like, um, like, let's say, because like, for example, I was just, you know, like I was following this incident quite, uh, quite, you know, closely. And I'll just kind of tell you, like, um, when, if you talk to, like, Indians, you talk to uh, a lot of Chinese people, they have a very different picture than, let's say, what the West, uh, what Westerners would have in terms of, like, their understanding of the situation. Mm-hmm. Hakeem, go ahead, if you would like to speak. Yeah. Hi, good. Hi everybody. Um, I I've missed just, you. <laughs> I missed you too, Angie. I'm, I'm glad that you're back and we caught, got to catch up the other day. Um, I lived in, in China, was where I had a condo there for uh, four and a half years in eastern China in what's called the first tier city known as Hangzhou. And uh, forgive the blenders. Um, and anyway, there's, a, there's an interesting thing about freedom, whereas it, living in China there may not necessarily have been more freedoms for the citizens and certain things like... You know, I know a guy who was talking about Taiwan when he was over there, and he lost his job and got um, deported. Now, nobody said that directly, but it was obvious, mm -hmm. um, to me at least, because I just don't... When I was there, I just never said anything about the conflict between Taiwan and China. You just don't... There's just certain things you don't say over there. It's not like mm -hmm. they're not going to come with some jackbooted thugs and arrest you and kick you out, but you'll if you're a foreigner, right, you're a Lao Wai, like, you know, Wai Jiao, or Wai Jiao Lao Shi, like, they'll, they'll, they'll make sure that it's difficult for you. The other thing yeah. um, is that the relative freedoms in China were, you felt more free walking around the streets. So let me just give you an example. Um, you know how you can carry around, like, liquor and stuff like that in, um, in Las Vegas? Well, China is basically like the same thing, except now you might not think it's a big deal. And you're like, oh, that's just great. Just a bunch of drunk yeah. people walking around the street. But no, um, because of the fact that there's no drinking 
age limit or like any rules about where you can have alcohol. You can just it's just a liquid, just like anything else. People aren't constantly being stopped by the police and harassed. Like there's a there's a certain thing about that kind of behavior that makes people feel less free. When you're when you're when you're constantly being stopped for stupid fucking inconsequential shit like that, that it's really bothersome. Like that's one of the first things I noticed. Or just like you know, I'd go to a store and buy a beer with a friend, and the, and the shop owner would take two stools out and offer you a cigarette and put it out in the front so you could drink the beers in the store in a hot in front of the store on a hot day. You try to do that in the U.S., the cops will come and start citing you for a ticket for having an open container. Like, I mean, what kind of bullshit is the open container law? Just as an example, this is not, you know, everything, but uh, it's little things like that, like small, tiny things where you just have these little oppressions, like in your car, for example, getting the, 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 the traffic tickets and stopping you in your car and searching your car, like all these little things they add up that, that people don't feel like they're free in the United States because of all of that nitpicking. All the the, um, the the camera, the traffic cams and the camera and all this other, like just these little things that you don't think are anything, but they'll, they'll really carry, they, they really took a lot of your time for. Um, so there's just things like that. And then, but, uh, but, but there are a lot of things that are really blatantly obvious that are not really comfortable. Like, on International Yoga Day is the same day as the Yulin uh, Meat Festival, where they just fuck people be kidnapping like stray dogs and people's pets from the streets and slaughtering them. You know, oh my gosh! For, for the Yulin, oh. yeah, dog dog meat festival. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, when I was in Udumqi, which is in um, a part of China where there's a, a huge Muslim population, I had a girlfriend there named uh, Gulmira, and uh, the, the way that the, the, the military presence there was very suspicious. And then hearing the reports about people talking about how people were being oppressed and kidnapped and all sorts of stuff like that um, because of you know being the Muslim Uyghur population there was not too far from being. Uh, it's not too far-fetched for me for seeing what I saw in the city and the kind of lockdowns that were imposed upon people of certain uh, religious backgrounds. Uh, there were, I mean, so there, there, so there are things like that, for example, that I do know that that definitely blatantly spells out, no, this is not free. But when you talk about the feeling, though, you know, like, like if I'm, if me personally as a brown-skinned person walking around the United States at night, yeah, I, I have an apprehension of yeah. of something that could happen to me from the police, not because I'm doing anything. Yes, and, not, and also, yeah, and also um, the fact that I'm a, I happen to be a very privileged person. Like I tend to not be messed with by the police. So even yeah. when the police do stop me, and I wear all black all the time, and I always wear hoodies, and I always carry weapons of some kind in my bag and the, and the police have seen uh -huh. them they frisk me they stop me and they never bother me i don't get tickets i don't get detained they're just like go oh, carry on with what you're doing so they, i don't ever have those problems but i still feel like it you understand there's a uh -huh. difference between so there's so there's like this this um implied freedom right and there's like a real freedom and in the yeah. United States, we have a lot of implied freedom. Yes, but, yes. But I totally not, agree with you yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. That's kind yeah. of what I was pointing at. It's like, yeah, like, like in Russia, I also lived in China as well. But like, um, yeah, there's a, like when you're living, you know, say for example, the, there's a sense of like, like what I would call like just everyday life that makes more sense in Russia than, for example, in like the U.S. So I'll, I'll just kind of give you like, you know, in particular. So imagine you go into the bar, right? 
Uh, you want to go to the bar? You want to have a couple of beers? One huh? thing I do want to say, and I'm listening to your point, which is good, is just that also there's a difference between being an expat living in a country like I did in China and how certain things, freedom, are afforded to me that are also not afforded to the citizen. So this is another point, too. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. But what I was going to point out was like, say, for example, like, uh, say, you know, because like in difference in like America versus, say, for example, in um, uh, like China or like Russia. So I, I go out to go have a drink. Right. Um, so like I go out, um, you know, I have a couple of beers. But then the question becomes, like, OK, what is how do I get home? Right. And this is a simple question. Right. But it, it becomes a problematic thing in like the U.S. Because a lot of times, like before, like you had Uber, what were the options? Try to take a cab. Right. Which is very expensive. Or you drive back home. And that's very dangerous. Right. But like, is this like necessarily a good way to have like your, you know, like your drinking culture associated? Not, I don't think so. It's very dangerous. But like when, for example, I'm in Berlin or I'm in Russia or I'm in China, I can go get smashed and then I can kind of stumble my way back. There's plenty of public transportation, professional drivers that, you know, they'll, you know, they can take me from A to B without me like losing my, you know, my, my, my you know, my arm and leg because I'm paying for like, you know, like a particular fee. Right. And so when you think about like that, you have like more, you have the ability to just kind of like live in a more like, I don't know, in a relaxed state. And it's like it's better for your, your for your mental well being. Um, I'm just going to put it out there, Daniel or um, Daniel or Greg, if you guys are listening still, either one of you can come up and have the floor and speak your your truth and tell me your opinions because I would really like to hear them, and I want you to know you'll have just as much time as anybody else did so please don't be shy come up and i'd love to hear what you have to say is that the same daniel so, on Tangburn talks? is that the same daniel and you guys i'm just honheim is gonna have a show here aren't you honheim soon i was gonna put one on yeah about time travel one of one of 100 i'm gonna be doing a big long series of them Oh, wicked. So I'm, I'm going to want to go to that. So uh, we're going to wrap up here soon. So I think everybody should go over to Hanaheim's show. But I would really like Daniel or Greg or anybody who shares in their position that's listening to please call in. I've sent you all invites to speak. I'd really love to hear from you. This is a show where everybody gets to put out their side of things and... I would really like to hear it because you guys have a lot to say in the comments and I'm interested. Great show, Angie. This is cool. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. I've missed everybody. I was, how have you been? You've been, how's everything? I've been having issues. You know, I'm just trying to find myself out there in the world and having my adventures. I almost cut my finger off with a machete four days ago. I saw my bones. It looks real nice. Like I have nice bones, but <laughs> and while I was getting my finger sewn back on, um, they, somebody robbed my house and stole everything of value, which, you know, usually I'd be all sad and depressed about. And I tell you, I'm not happy, but I'm starting to, realize that why be mad about things I can't control, live in the moment, live for today, 
I just have to find out how to replace my computer so I don't get kicked out of graphic design school. But even if I do, maybe that's the universe's way of telling me that I'm supposed to be on a different path. Wow, you're, yeah, inspiring, Angie. Holy crap. I well, you, I'd get a Rottweiler, maybe, or an Alsatian, a nice big dog. You know, you know what? I love those dogs, and I think I might need one because you know what my cats did when they robbed me? <laughs> Ran away. Nothing. <laughs> they did nothing. <laughs> I mean, I think your cats have probably had the idea, like, oh, I should have done this first. I think that's, that's all cat. Yeah. They probably just were like, hey, guy that's robbing the house, do you mind feeding us or maybe changing the litter? <laughs> right. So I was going to say, uh, Hakeem, like, where, where, whereabouts are from the U.S. are you from? I'm going to go and set up my show, Angie. Take care, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll be over there. Cool, cool. Oh. Wait, uh, Hakeem, are you still there? Or It sounded like he was in a busy place. Maybe he's, uh, I don't know, like he was at work or in a cafeteria or something. Yeah, could be. No, but yeah. What Damn I say, world though, yeah. getting in. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think Hakeem was about to say something. Oh, no, no. I was just, were you guys t talking about a cafe? Because that's where I. Yeah, that, yeah, I said it sounds like you're in a cafe yeah, or been, uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I've been around. Um, but yeah, originally from no, New I wanted York to ask, uh, Hakeem, where are you from in the US? 1990 when I was about 13 years old and then I moved to South Dakota. Hakeem's from everywhere. And I lived there for 13 years. And, uh, then I moved to California where I also lived for 13 years and then I left the country. Uh, in, uh, <laughs> um, I'm either going to go, well, I have a friend. Um, uh, Sarah, Sarah Del Valle. I think Angie, you know her. She's yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Because yeah, because actually when she's I, coming when up I first moved to uh, the U.S., yeah, I moved to Stony Brook, in, uh, and then I grew up in, uh, in Augusta, Georgia. So up here. From Augusta, from Yay! I love Sarah. Yes. Yay. Augusta represent awesome. <laughs> But yeah, no, what I was going to say though is like, yeah, with a lot of the stuff, um, it's, it's a lot of the stuff is a bit more complicated than, you know, what it seems on the surface. But yeah, I, I mean, in terms of like freedom, it, it, it's an interesting question. Like, what does it mean to be free? Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Right. And so, I mean, you know, and there's always this like uh, interesting dynamic between security and freedom. Whereas I think in America, they like, you, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing. I don't feel very secure in America, nor do I feel very free. Whereas like in, say, for example, in Russia or like when I was in China, uh, well, I'm more so in like Russia. I feel very like secure here. Like I think things are relatively stable uh, in terms of like, but then at the same time, I would say it's very much like I have a, a lot, you know, like there's a lot of security and then because of the security, I feel like I don't need to worry about getting my ass kicked or anything like that. You know, someone like, okay, like, let's say if I look at some Chechenian guys the wrong way, uh, you know, I might be, um, 
I might, you know, I might get my ass kicked, but like, uh, you know, I have to be like instigating something as opposed to like, whereas in the U.S. I've had guns drawn on me and it's just like, uh, yeah, this, this seems a bit, you know, uh, you know, more dangerous than like what the worst I'll ever experience in Russia. Yeah, I, I myself feel pretty safe everywhere I go just because I'm a nice I'm a pretty nice person and I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not violent. I'm, but that's got me into trouble that way of thinking as well. However, the only people I do fear are the police. I fear the police in Canada, believe it or not. They are the ones I fear the most. Yeah, I, no, no, like American police are definitely like uh, top. Th- you know, like I hate, I hate having to deal with any sort of police in America. I'm actually, I my boyfriend, he beat me up, and then he grabbed my phone. He hit himself in the head. He called the police. He told them I beat him. I had my jaw detached. My whole left side of my face was black and blue from my forehead to my chin. And they threw me in jail and charged me with assault. They called him bro when they walked in. They knew him. And I am going to court on the 12th of December for assault charges. And they are asking jail time. And I swear on everything that's important to me that I did not touch that man. He's abused me for years. But... Yeah, so the police, that isn't the only time they have totally trampled my rights. Um, They've done it a lot throughout my life. But yeah, so they also roughed me up and they refused me hospital care and I have a previous serious brain injury. So yeah, it wasn't good. And now they just keep harassing me whenever they can. They wouldn't into the robbery of my home. Because, well, they basically said in so many words, fuck you. <laughs> and wouldn't take my statement, wouldn't help me out at all. Because they that don't sounds, like it. Yeah, that just sounds awful from like top to bottom. Yeah, hopefully I don't go to jail. But if I do, that's okay. Maybe the universe wants me in jail for one reason or another. Maybe I'm supposed to meet somebody there or give somebody hope or, you know... Something like that. When I was in jail last time, I uh, I taught somebody to read. So, I mean, I wouldn't give that up for the world. I met some amazing people, and I taught a woman to read, and I learned a lot. I wouldn't give any of that up. Once you stop resisting life, and you start to kind of allow life to happen and to appreciate even the things you might find negative or the failures or things like that and you just stop resisting so hard life can be a very fucking interesting wonderful amazing experience yeah no that's true i mean you only get one chance at this life might as well make the most of it yeah, I've had a pretty rough life. I've had lots of things happen, and uh, I wouldn't give up any of it, even the most horrible. Um, I wouldn't change it 
I can honestly say I wouldn't change it just because if I did, I might not be the person I am right now. And I think I'm a pretty okay for the most part. And I've been introduced to people and had people in my life that perhaps uh, they needed me at the time and I needed them. And I don't know. I just think there's a bigger picture to everything. And life is about learning, gaining wisdom. And once you stop doing that, you might as well not be here. And every human being on this planet has a tiny piece of the puzzle within them. And it is our duty and choice to learn what that piece of the puzzle is. And perhaps if we learn everybody's little piece, we will find the answer to whatever the question is. <laughs> uh, I just think something really fantastic about you is um, you, you've just been going through a lot of stuff and you're still here with even being able to say and speak anything that's uplifting and positive at all is uh, in my opinion just it's very admirable and I appreciate you doing your best to bounce back and even though you're just dealing with, with shitty situations and there's a lot of ups and downs in life I'm just you know I was, the other day when I saw you last week I was just glad that you were back and you know you're at least doing you're not you're, you're still here with us and you're still kicking maybe maybe kicking and screaming but uh, you're still here and, and I appreciate that and you know as always if there's anything you need at least I'm just here to listen you know you but I need you, period. I'm so blessed to have you in my life, Samira. I'm blessed that I met you today, Daniel Murphy, everybody. I, I just feel great blessing in my life. And I say this truly, I care about everybody. And everybody is just so unique and beautiful and worthy and amazing and I say that even about the people that have hurt me um I'm just blessed to be here and have people in my life and learn from them and I really do just love I love a fellow human beings <laughs> I love everybody and it's kind of crazy I love the people that have hurt me even and I, I'm very forgiving um, because I know nobody's born evil or terrible. Um, they're made that way. They're because of whatever happened, whatever meant, whatever combination of whatever. You know, nobody's all evil. Nobody's all good. And everybody's here for a reason that is beyond any of our knowledge could ever understand. There's so many bigger things at work out there. And I probably sound like a hippie, but that's my take on things. Got a room now? Who, me? I am still in the same place that got robbed in the shitty part of town, and I'm surrounded by drug addicts and hookers and drug dealers, but, man, I love them all. I love them. Why do they, why do they rob 
me while I was in the hospital, but you know what? Perhaps they needed it more than me. <laughs> I was hoping they'd do the right thing, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So I don't know. I still care. Still care. Still have love for them. They're just not allowed in my fucking house anymore. <laughs> Can you introduce me to some of the... Um... <laughs> Why, most certainly I could. <laughs> oh but they're probably gosh. busy right now. A friend deal. <laughs> Might even be able to get you a friend deal. <laughs> Friend and family discount, you know? Just joking. <laughs> All right, let's go. No, actually, I need to head out, but, you know, you guys take care and best of luck with your It was a pleasure okay. meeting you, Samir. Thank you for talking It was, it was nice me. meeting you guys. Yeah. I loved meeting you. Come You're by welcome. anytime I have a show. I'd love to talk to you again. You're, uh, of course, of course. All right, take care, guys. Bye-bye. Okay, I think that I'm going to shut her down just because I would really like to support Hanaheim and I know he's starting his show now. So if y'all that'd be awesome because I think he's talking about time travel. Which I, I don't think I'd ever do myself. I don't know if, if I'd had the choice to time travel if I'd do that because I watched Back to the Future, right? And you might not want to change the past because it might fuck around with the future and then I might have try to, I might have my mother try to sleep with me and God knows what. We've all seen Back to the Future. Some shit can go down with time travel. Any any final words, Hakeem? No, just um, I'm excited to go see what uh, Hanaheim's up to. So Let's do it. Daniel Murphy, I hope to see you there. Everybody, thank you so much for supporting me and being here. And much love. See you soon.